0: Ah! Ah! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them get you down. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of
1: opinions.
2: But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't, don't let them talk them. that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you
1: down. You
2: just stand up tall.
1: Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. You're listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Michael Jackson. And I'm with the ghost of Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And Halloween was yesterday, so happy Halloween. Thriller.
2: Thriller. Okay, I'm done.
1: This is Brian.
2: I've been, uh, uh, for a minute, did I black out? It was like an exorcist moment there. (laughs) I felt possessed. I had to grab my crotch a whole bunch. That was weird. The engineers in the studio were kind of looking at me like, what's that about? Is that why you were doing it? I was, you know what, let's go with that being the reason. <laughs> that is a good reason as any.
1: I got to say, I think you're one of the only uh, people I know that just actively
2: parodies their own music more than anyone else. Yeah, well, I, I never take anything too seriously. Come on! Yeah. Sorry, that was just a moment there. just Possessed. Uh, yeah. No, I'm i just scared. I do. You should be. it's terrified at, at different points during our podcast, I may uh I may be possessed by the ghost of Michael Jackson. I'll try and keep it under wrap when our uh, when our when our guest
1: arrives. Well, and as, I guess as long as we don't have any small children on the show, we probably will be safe.
2: Too soon, man. Too too, too soon. soon. It's been it's been only twenty years. That's too soon.
1: <laughs> Speaking of creepy stuff, and, and awesome uh, creepy
2: music videos. Sure. Like yeah. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is a great I music video.
1: I the, uh, sorry. I, I, last night was Halloween. I may have had. A lot of, we'll just call it candy, liquid candy.
2: Sure, you had some I, Butterfingers. I <laughs> why why do you, why does that sound dirty when you say it? The name Butterfingers is dirty. All candy bars sound dirty. Milky Way. Yeah. Butterfingers, Snickers. <laughs> Come on, they're all like they're all perverted. Keep names. going, and people are fine shoving the shit in their mouth. Keep I'm going. like, what the heck? You want to put a Baby Ruth inside of you? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm pretty sure that's illegal in all countries. It's terrible. It's awful. No one should uh, put candy bars in their mouth. Said the man that just ate like five mini Butterfinger butterfingers last night. So, yeah. Did I say five? I meant fifty. Anyway,
1: <laughs> but no. The uh, the music video you're talking about, yes, is the one that our friend Jess uh, was on the show talking about. Fabulous, she coordinated. wonderful
2: Jessica Bennett. Yes. Yep.
1: Fart Barf, the band. Uh, they released their video for "Homeless
2: in Heathrow." So it is really good. It was really terrifyingly off. Like it genuinely scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's, it scared the candy out of me. It's a really good. Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's a good music video. Um no. and it's 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 a it's a good song. But yeah, that video was on it just on its own. It's it was a good little uh, a little like a slasher flick type
2: thing. Yeah, yeah, very much a slasher flick with the uh, glorious angelic <laughs> Amanda Cerny, human candy bar, Amanda Cerny. Hey. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, Amanda Cerny, uh she was she is yes, she's a very attractive
2: woman. She's lovely. I'm you know what and actually I will say she's actually a very good actress and mm-hmm. the the I I think remember Jess was saying that like she did a lot of her own stunts. Yeah. And she did great. She did an excellent job in the fight work and Jess did an exceptionally good job program, like like uh, choreographing the stunting the fights. Yeah, uh, stunting's a word. <laughs>
1: stunting is a word. It came across very very well. Yeah. Um and I actually I did ask Jess uh once I saw the video, because I, I thought as well, because I know she mentioned, she, she said she was going to be a double for Amanda for something, but mm. didn't end up doing it. So I asked her, I said, so did Amanda actually do all of the stuff we saw? And she did. Yeah. So including nice. including something that I still haven't been able to do is that freaking kip up where she's on her back and you, you kick up oh, to you your kick feet. Up, yeah. I, it's something I've been trying to train to do and I can't well, do it. Well, when you've apparently, got a body
2: like that, I imagine your body will just do just about anything. <laughs> If you get a body like Amanda Cerny, maybe you can do a kick-up. Also, it will confuse me. Yeah, I don't. Deeply. I
1: don't know that it's a good idea for me to be sitting here looking like Amanda Cerny. That would probably be bad. <laughs> yeah. But no. So fart barf. Amanda Cerny, Jessica, you guys all did an amazing job. Oh, and uh, Brandon Dermer. Yeah, Brandon I got to
2: say. Don't forget the director. He did a great job. Great work, crew yes. and director. Yes. Awesome job. Loved it. Uh, totally go watch the fart barf video for. Homeless in Heathrow, and then you can tell all your friends you watched the band Fart Barf. Yep, that the expression on their face is worth it. Totally, just there.
1: I was floored when Jess mentioned Fart Barf, and you actually knew who she was talking about.
2: And I have I have my finger in the pies of all music in the San Fernando Valley. Everything so, you say is disgusting today. Because hey. I ate a lot of candy last <laughs> night, so. Feeling the candy,
1: but yeah, definitely it's on. It's on YouTube. Uh, if you search for Fart Bar, you'll probably find it. Definitely, if you search for Homeless in Heathrow. Uh, I will say an interesting thing, and this kind of actually speaks to the credit of the slasher movie aspect of it. Uh, it has actually been set now you have to sign in with an account because it's age restricted
2: on on youtube it is it is a pretty pretty graphic video in all the best ways that the word oh, graphic can yeah. be used but yeah. it is graphic you shouldn't be like hey 6 year old kid want to yeah. see something yeah it's not for children hey, like i'd say like if you're like over 13 there's like pg 13 yeah yeah
3: yeah,
1: yeah 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 it's it's I mean, not it's not it's not, scary, it's, not but it's not like
2: you know there's like Unfortunately, Amanda Cerny isn't running around naked in any of it. Um, <laughs> you're you know. such a creep. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally am. Um, there is a lot of violence, though. Yeah. In, in, in a cool... And it's very well-coordinated violence. Yeah. Excellent violence. Thank you, Jess Bennett, for being a great violence coordinator.
1: Yep. I wanted to share something here that I, I don't know if you're actually aware of this or not, but, well, the first part you are. I control Hollywood, it seems. Yeah, I did not know show. that. Yeah. I'll give you partial credit. We control Hollywood with the show things.: I feel like about.
2: I'm your your assistant to controlling Hollywood. Like if you need water fetched from somewhere, that's my job.
1: <laughs> as far as the predictions go, I, I do seem to be the one with the crystal balls, but
2: yeah. I'm not polishing those. Ah damn it. Nope, not happening
1: we am gonna have to get another wager going so I can get No that. <laughs> Speaking yes. of which the, the CMAs are coming up soon. Very they are. soon within early a, within November, a week, right? Early November sixth. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we'll have to uh, see who wins between us on that.
2: We're all gonna win, really.
1: It's true. I think really mankind is the winner.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: But anyway, what I was gonna say is another prediction of mine. Our last episode we were talking about uh, the Oscars and how Neil Patrick Harris is hosting Neil the Oscars. And Uh, If you go back and listen to that episode, I, I made a reference to how he kind of is the quintessential host. Uh, and I referenced how, you know, back in the day we had, uh, not we, it was before our time, but back in the good old Whatever, old.
2: ageless vampire, yeah. <laughs> back in the day when you and Dino were hanging out on the strip with Frank. Yes,
1: back in the day when I was hanging out with Dino and Frank, Dean had the uh, Dean Martin Variety Hour, or Variety Show, or whatever the heck it was called. Yeah,
2: the the Watch a Drunk Italian Introduce Acts show. Yeah, it was yeah. a great show.
1: And interact with them. He, he did a lot on that show. Yes, he sometimes a little too was. much and sometimes <laughs> not
2: enough. It was... Always a grab bag, yes. But it was awesome. Yes, yes. agreed. Dean Martin Variety, I was fun.
1: Um, and so when I mentioned that we, you know, we don't really have anything like that, and Neil Patrick Harris is kind of the closest thing, and he's you know, the quintessential host guy, I just read the uh, a few days ago, I just read online that NBC, and this is not a rumor, this actually is confirmed news online. Right. NBC got the rights to, it, it's been a show in Britain, a variety show, something Saturday TV or TV Saturdays or something like that. I think I've heard of that. Actually. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't remember the name either, but uh, my brother was telling me about it. So yeah,
1: yeah, and it, they say it's not going to be on Saturday because uh, they don't want it to be any kind of weird competition or lead into SNL, which <laughs> maybe could use help. I was going to say some competition
2: <laughs> so that it can up its game, but whatever, sure.
1: But no, NBC. Uh, I guess there was a, there was like a, a bidding war here in the states uh, with our networks to see who would get it. NBC got it, and they've uh, they've signed Neil Patrick Harris to host it. So he ha- he mentioned it actually. In his book that he's recently written, that he would love to host a variety show. That's been like a, a dream of his. And, nice. And, you know, he's he's a singer, he's a dancer, he's an actor, and we know he's a magician.
2: That's a variety right there. Yeah. So Definition.
1: I think it's going to be a great show. But I also just want to point out, again, I made this happen. I'm taking credit for this. You should. No.
2: Yeah. You need to call up Neil Patrick Harris and be like, look. You're welcome. You're welcome. I you're did welcome, that. You're welcome, Doogie. What else do you want? You should probably start being like, and I'm gonna star on your show. Oh you know, yeah, Project absolutely. Paris, I think it's important. As to know well it. as being in Avengers Part Three. Yeah. is gonna be in Avengers Part Three. Marrying Kate Upton.
1: Sure, we'll go with that. Why
3: not?
2: Do them. yeah, get obviously you control the world with your voice, so this is your chance to get all you ever wanted. I want pizza. Uh, yeah, shoot low, buddy, shoot low, aim for, the star- <laughs> aim, aim for the the lower part of the clouds and maybe you'll fall and accidentally go into the stars, I don't know, however that works. That was beautiful. Sure it is, yeah. it's lovely, it's gorgeous.
1: Awesome. All right, well, we've actually got a pretty cool treat on the show
2: today, an old buddy of yours is going to be with us here. We've, we were in the trenches in music and uh, now he's in theater uh, yeah. and uh, is a super talented dude. Yes. And I'm so pumped to have him on the show. He is currently uh, starring in the production of Jekyll and Hyde at Eastern Oregon University Theater right now. And if you are in the Grand, go see it. I'm just there. I'm going to start the show with a plug. Just start it you've with a plug. Go. <laughs> you've got to go, folks. You have to. So,
1: so uh, Rick Mugridge, thanks for joining
0: us. Hey, man. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, let's, let's go ahead and start with the... Let's get the plug out of the way, because Brian just... I had launched he, already. He, yeah, he he, <laughs> he couldn't wait. So, uh, so, Jekyll and Hyde, you guys have actually... You've already been going for... Uh, for your, You're in the middle of your second weekend right now, so you've got today, and then you'll also have uh, next weekend, November 6th, 7th, and 8th. Is that correct?
0: Yep, that's correct.
1: I have some questions really quick for you about the show, because it's one of my favorite musicals. I fell in love with the soundtrack... Uh, I'm thinking this was back in 99 or 98. Um, Date yourself that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah, Tell people how old you are. Hey, <laughs> you know what? As old as I am, you're older. So it's I'm true. okay with it's it. true. Um, I love, you.
0: I love yeah, it. And, yeah, and then I'm, I'm on the tip of that iceberg, so it's okay. Like,
2: it's a good iceberg. <laughs> sure I feel I'm like old. I've matured. I'm just better now.
1: I, I sadly <laughs> am not. not right. I'm just older. I'm not better or more mature. I'm just older. But no, I fell in love with the self-duet at the end of the show. Uh, where he's well, uh, where, oh, where Jack yeah, and Hyde are, are are fighting basically, and of course it's one person. I I just want to ask, how are you guys doing that? Are you actually on stage live doing that? Because I've I have a sad story about it, but I'm
0: curious how you guys are doing it. I am, yeah. We're we're doing it. You know, I hate to relate anything, um, you know, to uh, you know, Knight Rider doing the performance. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we're we're just uh, it's just just a lot of lighting and um, just light light cues and I think for that that particular spot I can't remember how many light cues we have I think it's like sixty light cues <laughs> something insane I don't know I don't know what it is but yeah we just do it where I'm basically like Jim Carrey says you know kicking my own ass you know and, and, <laughs> and liar liar you know the whole time and just just running around and but it's 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 really good man it's it's you know for me this this show it was um I wasn't. Tell you, the truth, I was only familiar with some of the big numbers of the show. You know, this is the moment, uh, confrontation, transformation. And I hadn't really like delved into the show. And I was like, I don't know, is it, you know, how good is the music and whatever. And you know, we just got done doing Lay Miz, uh, oh. last, uh, last spring. So
2: That's coming right. off of the bat
0: into this, we were kind of like, you know, is this. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk, you know, this is going to be easy, and it is not. It's like it was for me, anyways. It's been a lot harder, and it's 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 a, a lot more physically grueling, and the singing is different, you know, because it's more, I'd say, more kind of like a rock musical compared to Les Mis, and it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, but it's it's really awesome, yeah. And, and as far as that song goes, confrontation, they've, yeah, just, uh, just the two characters battling it out, man, and it's uh, just the real. um yeah, it's 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 a doozy as far as performance-wise because it's you're going from two styles of singing and two different characters and whatever. But it's it's definitely my favorite m- yeah. my favorite part of the show, by far.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say as a as a uh, music musical actor, I, you do other stuff too. But like your musical choices, I have to say. You you didn't start with the easy stuff. You started with <laughs> Jean Valjean and then worked your way up to Jekyll and Hyde. It's literally like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. just take on the two most iconic and difficult roles in musical history. You know, yeah, nothing well, really. Well,
0: man, it's been really cool. I mean, they've thrown me a lot of bones here, man. It's been it's been really neat. You know, just for my resume. I mean, it's been. I my wife will be the first one to tell you know tell everybody because everybody I think around campus is like, oh, you always get these roles, and it's like, dude, every time I audition, I come home and I tell my wife I didn't get the part. <laughs> I just like I always feel like, and it's not a false humility thing. I honestly feel like you know what I, I I blew the audition. I didn't do a good job, and and whatever. So I'm always really pleasantly surprised to get some of these parts. And it's been the cool thing about so far, like my my campus career, you know, here on you know on campus with, with our EOU, is that I've I've worked from like one show to the next show, and it's always consecutively gotten harder. And as an artist, which you know both you guys, you know, as actors and musicians, know that it's like. Always to be pushed and stretched is, you know, one of the most important things because, you know, I always, I don't ever want to just be stagnant, you know, with where I am. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to just be like, you know, just, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I've totally got everything in the bag and feel like I, I have arrived. Because I, I mean, for one, I never feel like that, but to have something that always, is always stretching me and pushing me and making me feel like, it seems like every single show I've done, I'm always like, I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. Like, <laughs> and then it's usually not until a couple weeks before the show where I finally, you know, you know you're memorized and you've been working on character development and all this stuff where you can say oh wow I think this is I think I think this is going to be good you know and so it's 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 a it's an amazing thing I mean just being able to do that has been really awesome I mean I feel like it makes me grow as a person too I mean it's not just the you know it's not just the show it's everything on the outside all the you know the character development that you do and you delve into those issues and those things that make you think about you know life in a different way I mean honestly that's that's why theater is such a beautiful thing in my mind. You know, acting in general is just, you know, it's it's a real I don't know. It makes it, it it just it just makes for a deeper life experience in my mind. I mean, that's the honest truth.
1: You've already got my respect for what you're doing with the role because I have seen the DVD of the uh, of the Night Rider presentation of the show. <laughs> yeah. so, and, and 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 then I'm familiar with uh, I you know, like I said I fell in love with the original Broadway cast recording. Yep. But um out here in LA it came through the Pantages I wanna say a year and a half or so ago. That sounds about right, yeah. And uh and it was uh it was led by uh Constantine, I always say Marugula. Oh, I know yeah, not yeah, name, yeah. But you know, the guy from American Idol. Which Brian loves. Um, sure. He uh, <laughs> he was playing the lead, and and it was even more of a rock opera sounding show than just overall. Like yeah. they changed some of the melodies for a lot of the songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard some of that stuff. So, yeah, but different.
1: The the big thing though that just, that was like, diplomatic, by the way. It's <laughs> different. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> well played, sir. It's you different. are going to be
0: an excellent <laughs> press actor. I'm, I'm not a Constantine fan, but I don't, I don't know. That's okay. Well, <laughs> and see,
1: I feel like they—I feel like they—a changed the music to more of a rock sound for him because I think that that's what he can do more so than actual theater singing. But the big thing that yeah. really disappointed me, and I was waiting like I was—I sat through some of the changes and was like, oh, it's—it's it's not as sing-along-ish as I remember it, and you know f- what I enjoyed. But what I was waiting to see, you know what? They changed the style of music to fit him. Let's see what he does with the confrontation. And I don't know if you're f- if you know what they do, but what they ended up doing is, he sings on stage uh, the Dr. Jekyll parts, and there are three video like the entire back wall. Uh, it turns into video projections. There's three images of of Hyde, and they have pre recorded. Is pre recorded? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. So on stage, he sings half the song, and then he emotes and reacts to a video of himself singing at himself angrily. And it just Aww. kills it, because the song, the song is bogus. good. Oh, it's oh, it, it, was, it was so bad, because the, the song is good on its own. It's good, it's great when it's performed by one person at the same time.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's yeah.
2: way better than, yeah, wow. No, yeah.
0: that's a bummer, man. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I haven't seen any video, because I, I did look up some of Constantine's stuff. You know, when I was first researching some of the stuff, I like to just familiarize myself with you know, the show and, and, and just whatever. And I, I did, Oh, I, I saw, you know, just cause I'm a huge Broadway fan, you know, I saw, you know, they were, they were reviving it. He was going to play, you know, he was going to play Jekyll Hyde and, mm. and everything. And I, I I know it didn't last very long and I was kind of bummed cause I was like, Oh man, you know, I really want to, you know, want to see what the show does and whatever. And, but yeah, it didn't last very long. So I looked up some of the stuff I I think I saw like dangerous game and I saw like, I need to know, um, both of those, those cuts, you know, off the show. And mm. it, it seemed kind of like, um, it seemed almost more kind of like concerty than more than kind of like a stage play or uh. more than like a, a an acting troupe or anything it was It was more kind of like a concert where it was like some of the blocking was even just i don't know just really still and really stagnant and yep whatever but yeah, that's a bummer man i i, I do and, you know and, and to say you know all that aside though, I do love like when they when they incorporate a lot of rad technology with like video and and, and you know sound you know and all that stuff on stage plays, you know, on live plays, it's done right, it's just kind of a bummer that he didn't do that, because that's kind of like, I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's the pinnacle of the show that people wait for, they're kind of like, oh, here it comes, like, is it going to be done, is it going to be, you know, is he going to screw up, is he going to (laughs) whatever, because I mean, it's hard, man, I mean, that that part is really hard, because... There's a, there's a spot towards the end which is so funny and it's uh, when we were rehearsing you know I was forgetting them every single time where there's just these little one-liner no's you know where mm-hmm. where Jekyll screams no you know and it's it's right when Hyde is you know you know it's it's the tip top of the chorus towards the end and you know he's basically saying you know I'll have you here forever Satan himself by my side and Jekyll is screaming out and turning with the light cues and saying no and it's these little quick quick you know I mean it's literally like a beat. And it's uh, uh and you have to you know incorporate those in and I would forget them every freaking time and you think you know one little line saying no in the mix of like singing and being another character would be easy but I forgot them <laughs> I used to forget them like every freaking time so
2: now how long have you guys been be in rehearsal good, That was my next question actually How long uh, have you guys been, been in
0: re- rehearsal We we started three weeks before term started so um yeah and then um yeah and ever since term started so it was it was like a seven six it was about a six-week rehearsal process six
2: works okay nice all nice. right nice. so you had a little bit of time and how- yeah
0: technically we had we had the music over the summer but um we we found out that like the tracks that we were listening to weren't like all the real tracks and, and it was kind of a blend of that's the funny thing was it was like a blend of like some of the constantine stuff a blend of like the experimental um first soundtrack they did a, a while back and then some of the original broadway cast stuff and so it was kind of a mix so we didn't really when we came together and, and we're, we're using um we're using Symphonia right now, so we're not using a live live pit just because you know as far as the way the space is set up in the Schwartz Theater, because you know we're, which is really nice. I mean, we're doing it in the Schwartz.
3: Oh, It's cool. really
0: close. It's really intimate. You know, it only seats 114 people. We've got four of the four of the seats blocked off. So no, it's actually 112 seats with the with the because I think it seats 116, and then we've got four of the seats blocked off. So it's it's kind of a really neat, intimate setting, so having a live pit or anything in there would have just been, like, really, like, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So they used Symphonia. We had some issues with, you know, some of the some of the you know i mean when you throw you know computer and you know though I like i said technology is amazing you throw some of that in the mix it right. you have your own little issues to deal with and we had some crashes right. and some different things we had the israel blood is uh the one you know basically kind of conducting it during the show and running the program and you know he had to re-input all the tempos and every single one of the songs we had oh. to go through and change a bunch of stuff and poor guy he had to do that I think like three <laughs> yeah three or four times it was Jeez. just it was just grueling because it kept crashing and not updating <laughs> and but other Damn. than that, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, but once those kinks were worked out, it's, it's, it's really awesome.
2: It's gone well. Yeah, cool. Um, so you're, like, in the, in the Swartz, which for those of our listeners that have never been in there, it is a very small theater, as he was talking about, 114 seats, now 112. Uh, so definitely, obviously, get your tickets as fast as you can, just to throw yes. another plug there. You're going to want those tickets yeah. as quick as you can get them. Uh, so you're, I mean, you're, you're playing a, a character with dual identities, and people are five feet from you how are you working yeah. physicality to do that cuz that sounds challenging <laughs> i mean it's not it like the McK- like a mckenzie theater which is a much bigger theater where you can kind of hide it you're in their laps
0: yeah, yeah and it's it's kind of nice though if, as far as you know if, you know the differences between the mckenzie and the shorts everything kind of happens you know with, with mckenzie you know a lot of the ways that we block, you know a lot of the shows even like lame is it's kind of like everybody's seeing it it's you know they're it's um you know it's it's happening you know in front of them but they're not really I mean, though it's theater, you know, although it's theater, they're not, like, you know, necessarily immersed in the sense that, you know, they're a part of it or it's happening, not like a setup like Cabaret, for instance, on Broadway, where it would be happening around them. And so we kind of incorporated some neat, you know, neat elements. Well, number one, they put in a revolve. They put in a big, huge revolve. It's a two-story set wow. in the shorts right now. And Mike Heather built a big revolve, so it's kind of neat. The whole stage, you know, turns around and and uh, switches from, you know, one side is the lab, you know, one side is, you know, the, the, city, the city streets and, and everything, and then um it's just kind of neat i mean it's i've kind of you know ken gave me a lot of freedom to just kind of go out into the crowd one of the songs during a live once jekyll changes into Hyde, it's kind of neat i kind of get to go out in the in the audience and mess with them and kind of get in their space and and everything <laughs> nice. and it's it's uh it's it's really cool yeah and, and it makes it neat because it almost feels like i feel almost you know they were kind of going for the the set designer and and everything was going for a feel of almost like a spook alley or like a haunted house where they come in and the doors are shut and they're kind of stuck in there and they kind of have to like go through it. You know, there's really no turning back. So we kind of, uh, play on that a little bit and it's just kind of neat to be up, up close and personal with people. And as far as the changes, I just, man, I, you know, it's, I have this, <laughs> it's funny. We, we, uh, I have this awesome wig, right? It's like, <laughs> and I mess with the cast, you know, backstage because I wear a huge, long black trench coat. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I have my, my hair in my face when I'm hide. And the hair is, you know, it's about 12 inches long. It's 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 long. It's shoulder length. And I'll walk past everybody. And my the the big joke, the running joke right now in the cast is that I'm Snape. So <laughs> I will literally like walk behind people and I'll walk through, you know, the dressing rooms or whatever or the green room. And right right before I'm about to go on stage, I'm like 10 points from Gryffindor. <laughs> so like everybody like laughs because I I mean it's it, I could it could go both ways. I mean I could be in a Harry Potter musical right now.
2: No, well, they're gonna get around yeah. to that one of these days. So put your name in, like obviously <laughs> yeah. now. I'll be like, hey, just so you guys know, I can do Snape, just in case you're wondering.
0: Just, just so, just I so so you know up. this part did double as. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I imagine when the Harry Potter musical does happen, which we know it oh, will gonna. at some point, it's probably not gonna start uh, at EOU in 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 Oregon. I, I'm going to guess exactly. that's probably going to start more on, on Broadway, so... Um, yes. I'm the king of segues on this show. Look I'm at you curious. go. I was wondering <laughs> uh, how you were going to get to Broadway. Well, well I done, I sir. was actually... I had two ways. Uh, one was going to be not diplomatic and just say, so you're already better than Constantine. Why don't you just go to Broadway? But this is cleaner. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you have your sights set on uh, on a bigger stage?
0: Yeah, you know, I... Man, I... More than anything, I just you know, I, I would love to be able to make a living. Like, I don't, I don't really mind. I mean, I don't, you know, feel like I have to book, you know, some huge jobs or anything. If I could just make, you know, a living, you know, doing this right now and pay off my student loans, <laughs> <which> <laughs> would be amazing. but no, we're, uh, we, we kind of went all in on this thing. Uh, my family and I, and I, I, uh, we had a building out in union, um, union, Oregon that we lived in. We had an apartment in the back of it and we were buying it. We lived in it for about five years. And, we uh we just decided one day evie and i were like which evie is my wife we were like you know what are we going to do like because we we had like a five-year balloon so like after five years we were going to have this big balloon payment we were going to have to come up with like 70 grand to finish paying the building off and we were like you know what we need to decide like are we going to stay here because if we if we get a loan if we can work this out we're like this is where we're going to be like and we just came to the the conclusion we talked about it and I was like, let's just go, babe. Like let's just go and just do this thing. I've got student loans and everything. I've gone to school for however many years. Let's just go and try to make this work and um let's just try to make this happen. I was like, You wanna do it? And she's like, Let's do it and after we talked about it and thought through it, we we're like, Let's let's do it. We asked the kids. They were like, Oh my gosh, we wanna move to the East Coast. So we uh i had a i had a call back on Broadway about two years ago, actually almost two years ago to the date and it was um for once the musical on Broadway and I sent in a video audition to Jim Carnahan casting with the roundabout theater and they uh called me back i got a call back and i, I flew to flew to- you know flew to the the audition and everything the call back and it was horribly like um painstakingly nerve-wracking because obviously it was like my first Broadway audition and I they they sent me the side street. actually they sent me the whole script which was really nice but they sent me the script and they were like here read from this page to this page and we're having you read for Speck which Speck is a Czechoslovakian character so I I had like a week to to try to like somehow learn a Czechoslovakian accent and you know (laughs) it was I'll be honest my reading did not go well I was nervous I didn't have the accent down well like wasn't super familiar with the stage show yet. I mean, I was a huge, you know, fan of the, the movie and everything, but I didn't really know how the stage show worked. Hadn't really seen it yet on Broadway. Um, right. I did see it the next day after my, my audition, but it just, uh, didn't go well. My song was great. I I, I played and sang, you know, like I sang and played my guitar and, um, you know, did it, did it. And it was just, so it was kind of a bummer. So I was like, you know what? Like It sucks to have everything riding on that one trip, you know, and it seems like kind of like my whole career, even with music, it's always like, oh, I'm going to take this like flying trip down to L.A. I'm going to take like this trip and, you know, and honestly, like just being jaded, thinking like, oh, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to like get something, I'm going to have something happen by me just taking these like little like one-liner trips when in reality, you know, being in college for me, you know, as an older student has been really a huge blessing in disguise because it's, for one, I've been learning, but two more than anything and i've been telling people this it's kind of like my motto right now is that i have all these people like what are you doing like what do you like you want to you want to do all this stuff and you want to you know you it's like dude you've got to go like a lot of these younger kids you know they're a lot younger than me here on campus they're like what would you like if you have any advice like you've been doing entertainment things and you want to move and all the stuff what what would what would you tell me to do and i'd be like dude move and number two is like put in the work like A lot of people, you know, you know, and I've been guilty of this thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to do all this stuff, and somebody's going to find me. But you know, if I'm not avidly working,
3: Mm. and if
0: I'm not avidly like, you know, trying to like, you know, hone what I'm doing, and I'm not trying to learn, and I, you know, getting stagnant
3: Mm. and everything with
0: what I'm, you know, with with what I'm doing, and if I'm not avidly like trying to do it, so Edie and I just came to this conclusion, you know, after all that stuff, it's like, you know what, we can make this work. Like it might take a long time, but like. You know it might not be a humongous role, you know I'm gonna get told no a lot, but you know what if I'm persistent at it and and you know what if i all I have to do is be more persistent than the next person, you know what and I will get a job and that's and that's just kind of where we are right now, so yeah, we sold a building in cool. Union, Oregon, and we put our money down and and we just bought we just paid cash for this huge r v right It's like huge bus r v it's like thirty eight feet long, and uh we're actually like i mean we are like Technically, like living half the dream right now because we're actually in the RV. <laughs> so it reminds us every day that like we are moving. Nice. So we're in the RV and we're uh, we're we're leaving. I've got um, yeah, we're planning on going to the East Coast. I've got auditions set up right now for uh, through Erda um, in February in Chicago. I'll be flying to Chicago and then I'm auditioning for the Erda program. And I'm I I would like to get into a graduate school program and try to get my MFA um, in that acting and yeah, then um. So I'm hoping, you know, that I get, hopefully I'll, my audition will go good and, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'm hoping to get offered an East Coast, you know, school. Um, and if, if I don't get offered an East Coast school, I'm not, I'm going to forego going to school. And I'll just apply, you know, later, you know, to some other programs and we're just going to move regardless.
2: You are, and this is, I've known you for a while. I can say that uh, heavily. Uh, you're, and this is like one of the strengths about you as an, as an actor. And this is why I think you'll do well in acting. You're an all-in kind of dude like you don't like <laughs> yeah. you don't dip your toe in you jump in and i think yeah. know, it's going to serve you well with this though because there's yep. a lot of people that like they the thing i've noticed in LA and this is, this is my west coast persona is you see a lot of people that and i'll i'll include myself in this cuz i'm a toe dipper so i recognize an all in guy when i see him <laughs> you get down here and they they dip the toe in and you're just like, oh, I think I'm gonna do it. You have to commit. You got to jump. If you're gonna, if you're gonna work in the entertainment industry, you have to go in. Like you just, there's, that's yeah. the thing I remember from college. You're talking earlier about people in college. Uh, thing like you gotta, you, you're either all in, you, uh, or you're not. And you see so many interviews with yeah. actors and people who are like, somebody'll ask them like, well, what would you have been if you're not an actor? And most actors I hear reply with, uh, nothing. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I wouldn't have been anything if I wasn't this yeah. yeah. because that's it. Yeah, it's I said, all in or nothing. You know.
0: Yeah man I, I had a I had the hardest time because you know it's it's I mean dude it it is a long shot but you know I, I Yale Drama is recruiting this year you know out of, out of New Haven Connecticut Yale is so I was like I hear you know they're what? good so just gonna, like, <laughs> Yeah 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 they're they're really good <laughs> so I was like you know what I'm just going to like you know what? I'm just going to take a shot out there and send in my application you know sign up for an audition or whatever so I I sent in my application and I I do I have an audition which is cool it's in Chicago I, I was going to fly to New Haven Connecticut on January 31st then be in Chicago on February second and do the URTA thing and the Yale thing, but they're actually in it worked out where Urda scheduled my audition for the third for the morning of the third February third, and then I got to reschedule my audition with Yale, so I've got a Yale audition um, on the fourth, um, and it's, nice. uh, it's 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 cool. I mean, they're only going to accept they'll accept 16 people out of I mean probably the 1,200 people that apply for the MFA program, but. I mean, I just figured, you know what, dude? It's worth a shot and just see. I mean, because I would love to be attached to a program while I'm on the East Coast. Because though, I mean, like, like I said, if if I don't get offered an East Coast school, like, I like guess, like, let's say, like, somebody in Arizona offers me something, I'm gonna be like, screw it, ne- negative. I'm not gonna be like in Arizona for the next three years. I'm I'm getting to the spot right now where I'm getting older. It's like it's time to go. Like, I'm just we're going. Right. So but it would be really nice to be attached to a school in a program where, you know, it's it's really nice for connections and really nice. I mean, I can get my equity card, which would be really cool. I, I would feel West like Wales. I was ready for my equity <laughs> yep. card at that point and everything. But um, otherwise, though, I mean, you know, I, I sent in my audition to this lady. She's she actually uh, auditioned for Yale three times. The third time she got like made it to like the final callback and i think like the final callback there was like i think i don't know what it was i think there might have been like 24 people so she was like one of 24 people called back to the the final thing she responded to an email of mine um she's like a a theater blogger blogger and blogger right now and she um yeah and i just got a hold of her and i was like hey man because it was really informative it talked to me exactly about how the yale process was like what she did she had literally had pictures on her blog site and everything. And I just got a hold of her and said, Hey, I'm getting ready to audition. And I sent her my demo reel. And I was like, here's this. And she was so cool, man, because you know, a lot of people would be like, you know, you know, I mean, you know how it is sometimes in acting or even in 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 the arts industry, people are competitive. It's like, these are my contacts, oh, yeah. this is what I do. And, right. it's like, and she was so cool. Cause she's like, you know what, listen, she's like, even if you don't, I can tell you right now, I watched three minutes of your video. All you need to do is just come to the city and just start working. Like just come to the city, start going to auditions, let people start seeing your face. She's like, "If I saw three minutes of your audition and I'm sold right now. Don't get discouraged. You're going to get doors slammed in your face, but you know what? If you keep your persistent, a door will open for you. And like, so it was really encouraging. And both my wife and I were like, man, that's so cool that she did that because like, you know, she didn't have to respond. She didn't have to say anything. So it was encouraging for her to be, you know, to be as positive as she was and to be like, you know what? No, just like, Just go and do it. And, you know, Sandra Joseph, you know, when she did Phantom of the Opera, when she came down, and she was, like, the longest-running Christine on Broadway at the time, and she came down and worked with us, she said the same thing. She's like, you just have to go. Like, you just have to go and start, you know, start working. And it's funny, Brian, because you've known me for so long, and I feel like the the music industry thing for me is, like, was almost like a huge training of being told no. You know what I mean? Because, like... (laughs) I felt like I had all these opportunities, but I was told no so many times. And I just kind of kept going, you know, I was like, Oh, Oh, well, I guess I'll just, you know, keep going. Like I'm, I, what else am I going to do? And so it's, you know, I, I, the running joke in my family is, yeah, I'm ready to go to New York and be told no. <laughs> Cause I feel like if I'm ready to be told no, when I get told yes, it's going to be like bonus sweet. Like let's do this, like whatever. So I think just talking myself into being able and willing to be told no is, is a good thing. So that's kind of where we are right now. Like, going ready to do it.
1: One of the things that, uh, I, in the last, I'd say, probably year of my life, that I, uh, I, I'm i sure I heard it probably 20 times throughout my life before it actually sunk in, but within the last year, it actually, somewhere it hit me. I don't know, probably, probably just like a meme on Facebook, one of those pretty pictures of a flower that had, had a sentence typed <laughs> on it, but it says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
0: And exactly, man. That's yep. exactly
1: what you're doing. You you you're probably yeah. gonna get told no a lot, but you know what? You're gonna yep. you're definitely not getting a yes if you if you don't go and try.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, I agree. Yeah, and it's it's to the point too where you know a lot of people you know a lot of people like I said here in the Grand especially you know it's it's hardest because. You know it feels like the people that we're closest to, like family members and stuff, are the ones that are you know the most apprehensive toward it, probably because you know they love us they're worried about us they they want to know that we're safe that we're you know i mean those are all like legitimate reasons, but at the same time, it's like do you want me to be would you rather me be like fierce and like living my dreams and like going out there, or would you rather me be safe and like like you know wherever you know it's that one of my favorite thing one of speaking of memes that I saw was uh was it was a, it was a, just a picture of a ship, and it's that saying that says, you know what, ships are safe, you know, boats are safe in harbor, but that's not what they're for, you know. It's Ooh, like we good. like, you know, that's and, and sure, people here, you know, people here in town, everybody is called to do a certain thing, and it's it's a beautiful thing when you find like whatever you're made for. But if you're not doing what you're made for, you know, it's such a it's it's so disheartening. You know, it makes people people see it, you know. But if you're like alive doing what you want to do, and like even if you're not like successful in the world's eyes, if you're just like, if that fire is alive in you, man, that's the most important thing, you know? And, and for me, like us doing this, it wasn't just about me, like wanting to like, you know, be famous or get, you know, get a job or more than anything, my kids have seen me struggle. And Brian knows this for so long to like do all these things. And you know, for me, it was like it's about my kids. You know, I want I want my kids to be able to, you know, not just my kids, my friends and my family and whatever, to to see that man. It is so okay to go chase those things, and like I want to teach them that you know, it's okay. Like I don't want them to get to the point in life where they're like, man, Dad wouldn't like this. You know, I don't yeah. want to ask Dad. You know, Dad just wouldn't think this is good. You know, he doesn't. You know, he. But I mean, my kids now. I mean, at the point they are in their lives, and I think where they will be, and my kids are already cultured and awesome little kids. But like you know, to the point now where they're going to be like, no, pff, dude, dad's a j- dream, dream chaser, man. He's going to do it. It's totally cool. Like we could do this. And it almost like makes something in them. Like, you know, I'm trying to instill something in them where it's okay to take the risk, you know, because I reached the point and, you know, and I've I told my kids this, it's like, why not you guys, you know, wh- why, why couldn't it be, you? you know what, every one of those people on Broadway, every, any one of those people that are looked up to when they finally make it, it's only in the struggle that people are looked down upon. But when they make it, people are like, man, good job struggling. I'm so glad you did like I'm so glad you did all the stuff and you know and I so I tell my kids I'm like why not you guys you guys can do anything that you set your mind to do like all you have to do is persevere and don't listen to the negative crap all the people telling you that you can't do it you know so we all reached that point why not me you know every one of those people at one point in their lives that were successful asked themselves that question and they you know they answered it it's like why not us why not like go for it why not like so that's what we're doing man I'm so stoked
2: no, totally. I was actually just uh, the one of the points you were making is uh, everybody always likes to hear you always hear those. Su- everyone loves to read a story in the like, the paper, or the trades or something about oh this actor and he struggled for ten years and then he made it and they just <laughs> really yeah. gloss over that ten years. Like we like yeah. to talk about the win, like oh this guy won at this point. But it's like there's a stigma in American society where it, the struggling artist is just really pushed yeah. to the side. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. They get put like they, you get it's, it's easy to put them down because oh well so yeah. he's not successful and it's like you can't think about art in terms of succeeding that way or not you know like like, that's just a pet peeve of mine where like people are like oh well he didn't you know when it's it's like everyone's cool to it's the ultimate bandwagon everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon be like oh brad pitt's so amazing he's awesome yeah you didn't think brad pitt was cool in 1989 when he was starving in oklahoma trying to make it you know like you only think they only think artists are awesome once everyone else does and then everyone's cool with thinking they're awesome but if you're like some guy struggling so true, to dude. play open mics at a bookstore in Northridge, and we come, we come, with, <laughs> yeah. people are like, "Oh, those guys are losers." You're like, "We're just chasing the dream, man." You know, so
0: yeah, and, and, good and it's kind of like that thing where people, all, yeah, the people I always ask. They're like, you know, so like when is like when is this over? Like when is when is the point where you just say like, ah, oh, never mind. Like, and when I wrote my statement of purpose, dude, for Yale, I was like, you know, man, I'm past any of this. Like, I'm at the age right now where. I'm past any of this stuff being like, it's not a novelty for me. Like I don't like act just because like it makes me feel like warm and fuzzy. Like I love the attention <laughs> that I get. Like, it's not about that. It's it's dude. It like, I'm alive. Like, I, like right. I'm alive because of it. Like it's not. And it's just like you said earlier, you know, it's that point in life where it's like, you know, dude, there's nothing else. Anybody that you ask is successful. It's like, and if you want to make it, it's like, dude, there is nothing else I'm made for, but to be an artist. Like, whether it's music, whether it's like you know acting, whether it's any of those things, like that's what I'm made for. And like I'm not happy doing anything else. Like I'm just not. Like.
2: Yeah, no, you hit so, that point where you're just like this. I I get up in the morning because of this, and I've I've tried working like Seth and I actually both. Before we started doing this podcast, where we were working for a company, uh, it 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 is a time company, and they do cable. They stuff. They do cable <laughs> as well, and they might have a Warner somewhere. We uh, were both working for that company, yeah. And you just wake up every morning, and you are like, I don't know how long I can do this before life just needs to be over for me. Like you just yeah. you <laughs> die inside. People people just don't understand. Yeah. Like you you die inside. And one well, the it's big not thing a good for feeling. me
1: yep. with that job was literally in the. Did I, did I make it two years? I, th- I made it a little over two years there. Uh, there were two two people that died working there. One of them died in the office, and one of them oh. left work uh, because she was having health issues and died. And that oh. hit me because I... I I don't want to die there. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like, I literally don't like. I don't want to die inside, but I really don't want to die like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right there. So because life is oh going to end. Oh my gosh, man. life is going to end. Uh, that Jim Carrey gave that commencement speech uh, semi-recently within the last year or two, and yes. he, you know, he said yep. you can you can fail you can fail doing what you love, trying to do what you love, but you can also fail at life doing something you hate. So if failure is an option, yeah. either way there's no safe job. You might as well pursue what you want to do.
2: Yeah.
0: But exactly, dude. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Life that's is where way I Way too yeah. short to not.
2: Yeah. No, that's where I got with it. So I was awesome. just like, you know, moving to, I, like, I moved to LA. I did not move to LA to work for a time company that does cable. <laughs> yeah. I did not yeah. do that. So it was just, well, I mean, in, it and sure, a point. Sure.
0: And there's, and there's those times, I mean, in sure, there's those times where it's like, yeah, we all work those, you know, shit jobs that we, we hate. But, oh, yeah. But, it's but it's all in the pursuit of something else and that's that's okay like see new york in a shit job here in the grand would be like oh man gosh like my grand for another seven years like whatever <laughs> and but like if, if i'm working a crappy job or a cool job in new york but i'm still like avidly auditioning and i'm doing things and i'm like still like pursuing stuff that's that's okay like in my mind like i'm not dying like i'm still this is just like what i'm doing to get by and like something better is coming to, to Right. yeah whatever that's
2: no, no, you you definitely totally, have that. Totally like, awesome. Yeah, you totally have like the, uh, uh, like the thing with my my time cable job. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it gave me no time to pursue anything? I mean, you worked like a nine-hour day. You come home, you deal with yeah, traffic for two hours, yep. and then you just you realize I need to go to bed so I can get up. You know, you yep, have do no it again. time. Yeah, to so do it again. I can get up and have and,
0: energy to go do this again.
2: Right. Uh, so it it hit one yeah. of those points where you just like yeah no I totally. I realize that in that last statement, I totally sound like, yeah, screw jobs, everybody. You don't need them. Like you do, <laughs> you do. You totally need to pay the bills. Totally needs to happen. No lies there. Yeah. But it's about, it's about the, if, if you're working a job that's just paying your bills and not having any time to do what you love, then I yeah. think you start to die inside a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. So, I, I mean, yeah, no, I work agree. your job yeah. and, you know, get that waiter or waitress job and work your way up the, up the, that's always the joke with actors is you're always a waiter or waitress, but you know, work, work whatever yep. job it yep. takes to get you there. But but make sure that you're moving forward again. I think it's like the theme of this podcast so far is if you're not, if you're standing still, you're sinking with act, mm-hmm. with art, you know, if you're this not moving is a forward,
1: particularly uplifting show. I don't think I'm comfortable with it. I know honest. we're so positive. Yeah. You really <laughs> turned us around, man. Like, <laughs> normally we're complaining uh, about movies it. and stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so good job. Good you, awesome, you've man. lifted our, you've lifted our, uh, our, our, uh, our shows <laughs> positive
1: point. You mentioned something about uh, working in music. Yeah. And Brian had mentioned earlier something about, I don't. Did you, did you guys work together musically, or what's the link there?
0: Um. Well, Brian, Brian and my brother-in-law uh, had a band called Steadfast and Soldier. It was an awesome band, and uh, Truly they uh, band. they 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 played and toured and recorded and had a record out. And and then alongside that, um, a little bit right before that, I had some CDs out. And we used to we used to kind of get together and jam and play and write. And so, I mean, we've it's it you know it's just family friends you know hanging out and doing stuff and. And whatever, yeah. So we've we've definitely played the same venues, uh, played together, written together, hung out. We've, I mean, e- even offered each other like each other songs. Like I like this one better. Well, I like this one better. Like let's trade. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. I still so have yeah, a song. Yeah. And you still yeah. owe
2: me that one. uh The story. That's, yeah. You remind me no, of the story, that. a sentiment, a glory. I that want one. that one. I want that song. I she want likes it so bad. She
0: the way I drive. That it's, one. Oh, it's so poppy yeah, and so perfect. I like, love that one.
2: I love uh, that song. It's
0: So poppy and perfect. Poppy and kn- perfect.
2: Well that was like like uh Rick and I would like wind up like uh like we'd just be playing you know
0: like anytime
2: you live in a small town you kind of like wind up playing with other musicians but like specifically like because Rick and uh Jed your brother-in-law we were all kind of in the same musical scene. We wound up like trading songs and like, yeah, like, yep. uh, like there's, there's, <laughs> there's times I'll be playing something I wrote a few years ago and I'll be like, God, did I steal this from Rick? Oh man. I hope I didn't. <laughs> like there's uh, a, there's a couple of times I'll be playing a chord and be like, why do I know this chord? Oh, this is from millionth time. Okay. That's where that yeah, chord is from. Yeah. Right. I lifted that. chord oh, out of millionth awesome. time, So yeah, no, we've, we've, we've <laughs> traded, uh, stuff over the years and, and, uh, um, I always, I always. Uh, actually, I just recently heard this, and I thought of, of you and 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 Jed uh, in regards to this. Um, some guy was talking about how great great artists. I'm gonna I'm gonna ego out here on us. Great artists, like if you look <laughs> at like uh, like Hemingway and Fitzgerald, like the great writers, they are they were all in Paris in the 1920s. And then like you look at like the great like impression artists, they were in like Spain in like the 1910s. Like there's, it always seems to be. I want to say the the two thousands and the uh, the great songwriters I feel like they were in the Grand that was where they were people will point at that period of history once we're all um, making great art and be like oh well clearly they all knew each other then so they must have clearly we are
0: setting up tours this is where it all began this this house right (laughs) here yes stay. At the Staying Manor, yeah, <laughs> where, where R- R- Rick Muggeridge and Evie Muggeridge had their first child conceived. <laughs> <laughs> right, there, yes. No, they'll
2: be like, this is the spot in, in in Rick's backyard where Brian pitched a tent and stayed in the summer of 2000. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. That is awesome. There'll be tours for
2: it someday, I guarantee you.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So, um, musically, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure you've been busy with the acting. You, you've still been, like, I mean, you've written a couple things. Recently possibly working on anything in the music. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, you know, I wrote that record I wrote that sparks record like a couple years ago, and then I just like shelved it I I, I had it pretty much done and there was a point in time where I was I was uh, writing for a company called music dealers um, Actually, they, they've got an office there in Los Angeles and New York and London But there I was writing some stuff for them and I got a couple placements I got a placement on I actually redid a Google Google dolls track and then redid a script track, uh, the man who can't be moved by the script. They had me re-record them because it was cheaper to have me re-record them and then use them than they, like since it was like the mechanical royalty side of everything. Yeah. They had me like re-record them in my studio. It's like close to the thing. Well, they they liked the tracks and they put them on the voice, like NBC The Voice, which is funny.
3: Nice. They put them on the voice
0: on the their web their website stuff so that like anytime anybody clicked on the tracks, they were able to choose from to audition online. They were like listening to the script, the man who can't be moved, but it was like. It was like the script Rick Mugridge in his like studio in Union, Oregon, like recorded the track.
3: <laughs> nice. And then
0: same thing for the Goo Goo Dolls' "Better Days" "Better Days" song. So I I was so I took some of the tracks, not any of those for Goo Goo Dolls are the script, but during that time where I was writing some like custom tracks, trying to get some like different opportunities for publishing and commercials and stuff like that. Um, and I I I was writing so much that I incorporated some of those in the Sparks record, and that's that's kind of the reason that I didn't release it, just because those were like ideas that I was working on that it wasn't like you know. They weren't all the way, I mean, they were from my mind, but it wasn't really my thought process, you know, if you understand, because it was like I was writing for something. They were like, this is for, like, you know, young people hanging out at this club, at this point in time, like whatever. So I kind of just shelved that whole record um, mm. and whatever. And, yeah, I have. I've been writing a bunch of new stuff, but I just I haven't really had time to track anything. I think probably the next thing that I do, I'm, I really want to start a side project. I've been thinking about it a lot and, and just – um actually I, I should i should just say it i want to i want to call it the language because now it'll be on the podcast rick muggeridge copyright wrote, wrote that it's <laughs> it now. there it is but um, um i want to start a new side project and just you know and see what happens just like a three or four piece little group and just put out you know i've done the solo thing for so long man and it's you know with the theater thing i think it's probably you know the bug got me doing the theater thing because like you know collab you know collaborating with people is so much better like I mean I love writing by myself. I love like playing, you know, you know, and whatever and singing and stuff, but man, when you collaborate and you put, you know, two or three heads together on, on an idea, it is yeah. gosh, it's so much better. One of it's my just, main, it just has such a different dimension.
2: If you if one of my main regrets about my time on the grant is that we never got together and actually played like a live show or something together. I was like, Man, Rick and I I I'll that. One of these you know, one of these really days I'm gonna wander off to New York and we'll 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 play a show at a coffee house or something.
1: And and if you end Dude, up out that would in be LA.
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, same thing. If you wind up in LA for any reason, look us up, and we'll uh, you can jam with uh, I me. Mean, uh,
0: I, I, I was already. Uh, I've got to tell you, I know we're on the podcast, but on um, side notes, since we're basically like family, I'm coming down. Actually, I'll be down um, in April because, like, we're gonna shoot down and see some of my family down there in uh in the Mojave Desert. So we'll be like outside of Victorville. I mean, we're actually going gonna to probably bone down your way. I want to I show the kids West Hollywood and Hollywood while we're down there. And then we're going to cut back up and go to the Grand Canyon. That's kind of the route that we already have planned out. So we'll come see you guys.
2: Night, yes. Come on by.
1: Yeah, well, and we'll have to, yeah, that'd be we'll awesome. have to jam or maybe even shoot. I mean, maybe even find uh, if we've got an that actual would be gig amazing. lined up while you're down here. Just have you be a featured featured singer with us.
2: Yeah, you should come You should come play a gig with us in, in the magic of L.A. It'd be awesome. I would love it.
1: Um, I would love it. What you were talking about with collaborating, though, uh, is definitely accurate. I know Brian writes writes music. Uh, I've I've started writing songs. The music theory is lost on me, so I write words, and then Brian puts them to beautiful <laughs> music. Um, That's but awesome. We've actually for. recently uh, Brian and I have, have, have actually sat down intentionally to write out a song together, where we we had a you know just like a rude idea, and then we both from from page one went with it. And that actually is, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, much easier when you've got two brains thinking on it. If as long as they're on the same totally. page. Totally. And yep. uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, fun. man. Well, we do want to make sure that people that are uh, listening to this can can keep tabs on uh, on the Rick Muggridge machine here. So you're on Twitter at Rick Muggridge, right?
0: Yep. I yep. mean, okay,
1: that's R I C K, M U G, R A G E. Correct. Ye- yep. Yes, sir. Cool, cool. So Rick Mugrage, and that's the same on Facebook, right? facebookcom slash Rick Mugrage?
0: Yep, it's the same.
1: And then you're online right now. It's RickMugrage.weebly.com, which is w-e-e-b-l-y.com. But that's uh, you're you're in the process of of transforming that over into just simply rickmugridge.com correct
0: yeah yeah i already i i have the site i just yeah i use weebly as kind of the site building site so i had to upgrade that but yeah it'll be uh yeah it'll be back to just rickmugridge.com here probably within yeah a couple weeks or a month
1: very cool very cool well i assume i speak for brian on this but we we were very much uh looking forward to hearing your success stories uh once you do hit the east coast yep Um, thanks man and I, uh, I, w- I wish I was in Oregon right now just so that I could see you uh, see in Jekyll and Hyde. From what I've heard, it's going well. You're killing it, and, uh, and so <laughs> you know, finish strong.
2: I like, I like that you said killing it about Jekyll and Hyde, nah. and it's a play about her. I'm going to pretend <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs>
3: He's killing
2: it. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, uh. w- before, we, before we wander, I, I just got to ask, so we, we've been asking, uh, I, this is a question I totally would have best movie you've seen in the last year?
0: Best movie I have seen in the last year, Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yes, that's pumped about that. Obviously, <laughs> great movie. Um, I'm,
0: I'm sorry, like I do. I, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy three times in the theater. I love it. I'm really excited about seeing Gone Girl, dude. I cannot wait. Oh, it's I'm amazing. Really, I, just, really I just, I have watched not it. Seen it yet.
2: Ben Affleck's best performance. Holy cow, it's so good. You got to see it. I watched do it right. last month. So, and then good. I
0: guess uh, what I'm looking forward to is uh, Interstellar. Dude, cannot flipping wait. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's gonna be good.
0: Um, very, very excited
2: best song or artist that you've heard in the last year that made you go, who's who's making you go, whoa, right now? Other than Downstairs Neighbors. Other than my band, right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, the, the the band that I fell in love with, and I guess it's been a little longer than a year, because now they're getting all popular and stuff, was Bastille, was like by far, like, it got that record before it was popular a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. It was amazing. But a band that I'm, like, digging right now, I think they're actually down in L.A., is a band called Sir Sly. And they are off the chain freaking amazing like look them up they're really really good i've been kind of like pushing them like drastically on all of my friends like listen to these guys they're gonna be huge like (laughs) they're gonna be big i tell you yeah so yeah so sir sly two words s-i-r-s-l-y okay i'm gonna look them up nice yeah dude you'll love them you're gonna love them dude
2: so i had to i had sorry i had to ask a couple of pop culture questions in there yeah we couldn't know, be all awesome. about uplifting following your dream stuff yeah. enough of that and in fact actually
1: <laughs> to to that end what's what's one thing in the
0: last year that's just really pissed you off one thing in the last year that really pissed me off M- musically um, or we, movie or whatever well, we had like we had like a bunch of freaking make i had okay so i have people that are like really cool like man this is awesome like go and then we had a bunch of other people that are like i can't even believe that guy like we have that it used to be that like legrand confessions site on mm-hmm. facebook we had some people like rant on there like over the summer like just like he can't even take care of his own family in Legrand. how does he expect to make it in new york city douchebag like, <laughs> wow that's like Stuff like that, you know, that was honestly like it pissed me off. But at the same time, I was like, yes, negativity—that's good. That means like I am like doing the right thing, or that means like. Then I've had, you know, I've had some close friends too that are like, dude, I just can't support you in this. Like, it's kind of a bummer. But you know, it's it's one of those things that you know I expected it, and you know, just like I said about the no, you know, you know, being willing and ready to hear no. I'm I'm ready for the negativity because it's like I knew it would come. So we just just got to keep going. It's kind of like, oh, I, this is kind of nice. Like, get me ready <laughs> for whatever negativity comes. Like,
2: yeah, you're already prepackaged for New York. Like, New York, New Yorkers are tough. <laughs> yeah, but Let right. me tell you, Lagrandians, you don't un- don't yeah. underestimate how mean some Lagrandians can be. It's true. Uh, yep. I've oh been to that awful page. I so I remember when that occurred with the page in the Legrand confessions page. I'd never even heard yeah. of it. So my brother yeah. and I totally went to that. We're like, what is this thing? So we looked at it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh. We tried to crash it by posting the most ridiculous things. I don't know if anybody saw these, but uh, I literally... <laughs> I, I'm going to reveal for the first time that Jordy and I were the ones who were basically san- trying to crash that site by writing, like, there's <laughs> raptors in Riverside Park that attack <laughs> uh, puppies. Don't walk your puppy. We just basically wrote a bunch of BS because I was like, I can't believe this exists. Like, this is the most oh ridiculous my God, thing that ever.
0: that is so awesome, too. That's hilarious.
2: Because we were just, we were just oh, wildly awesome. offended, A, that they took a pot shot at you, and B, that that thing even... Like, like small town gossip is already bad enough without there being yeah, an I mean, internet it's like, place it's like for the,
0: it. The Inquirer for the Grand. Like, yeah. Like we need a national inquirer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: That's one of the main bad things about the internet that's come up in the last 10 years, I think, is that because of the anonymity, if I said that word right on mm-hmm. the first try, I'm so, I am can die now. But uh, I think I did. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, it, it makes it so that people can, can just say vile shit that they wouldn't ever say to somebody's yeah. face. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that page just was literally built just for that. That page was like, "Hey, let's make it even more anonymous and encourage people to talk crap on each other." Yeah, uh, yeah. I was la- I
0: was laughing about it because it was like, you know, what does somebody think? Like, you know, it's funny that I am at the forefront of somebody's mind in such a way that they're like, "Hmm." Because one of the posts was at like six in the morning. Like, I think that's when <laughs> the first thing came through, and the only reason I saw it, like, I wasn't even like uh, I had never even liked the page. One of my friends would like tagged me on the post, like. Uh, something Rick Muggeridge, like, dude, don't talk about Rick Muggeridge, but they tagged me when they wrote my name in there mm. when they when they were defending me and I looked at the site and it was like it like six twenty in the morning. I'm thinking like, you know, let me get out of bed this morning. Hmm, Rick Muggridge. I need to I need to make sure get my bowl of Cheerios and Rick Muggridge. <laughs> I hate you I cannot believe it. And I was just laughing, going like it's so funny, like that I am like, you know, Though those people are thinking about me it's kind of creepy like early in the morning going like I need to I need to tell him how I feel about him today I'd say that's but
2: another really good reason to get out so of that town
0: crazy dude like whatever
2: Yeah no I uh, I will say this obviously if you're if you're and I use this I, you can't see them cuz I make up air quotes in the air famous enough in Le Grand to make the National Enquirer there you're going to make it in New York obviously a couple that's true. years I'm really looking forward to Rick Mugridge probably a space alien on the cover of National Enquirer sometime yes.
0: I will totally admit to that one when it comes out. There you go. You <laughs> oh heard it here first. I am. Rick Muggridge is an
2: alien. <laughs> totally, completely true.
0: Well and and what oh. I've always
1: oh my, gosh. My, my thought with with uh, to to use I guess the current slang haters, haters. Um, yeah. is uh, you know you know how everybody has the thank you list when they win an Oscar or a Tony or or whatever award they win. Just start building a fuck you list, you know. And just, it's, Dude, it's, it's I know, good. bro. You know what's
0: so funny? I, I actually, I'm not even lying. man. I took a picture, I took a screenshot of that thing off the confession site, and I told my wife, I was like, you know what? It may never happen, but you know what? If I am ever in a spot where I'm like able to like speak to the public in any way, like famous at all, I will bring this up and I will have a picture of this, and those motherfuckers will remember this, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you can be so like, hey, remember so when funny. you told me like, that? Burn. It's, yeah. It's whole Jeffrey Chaucer, like you know, yeah, totally. Like you know, put them in infamy with my freaking story of their
2: mm-hmm. douchiness. Knight's Tale reference. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Sweet.
1: The uh, I don't remember who said it, but there, there's the old quote that the best way to get to get even with someone that doesn't like you, or the best way to upset someone that doesn't like you, is to live well. Yeah. Nice. So and and that is
0: amazing advice.
1: Yeah, so I—I I mean that I came up with it. That was mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: take now we're away. all back to the, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back to the believe in yourself section of our podcast. God ah, damn it! Nice.
2: No, no, it's a good thing. I'm glad we needed we needed this episode, dude. Thank you so much for coming on and and raising the level of our podcast. Yes. I, I dude, feel like guys, I need to go out and do so something. Thank you so
0: much for awesome. having me, guys. Seriously, man,
1: I really appreciate it. Would you be willing to uh, join us again sometime in the future? Maybe from maybe from oh, New York.
0: Yes. I would love that, dude. I would love it.
2: We'd love to have you back on. We'll uh, we'll talk some more sad stuff about movies, and then we'll be like, hey, we need to get Rick on again because because we need to be be more positive. So we'll we'll bring you back that on. Would, that would
0: be awesome. <laughs> and hopefully, I'll see you, gentlemen. And then we'll all get together and go have a beer and go get some food or something. I come like down in April. Would be awesome,
1: definitely. And uh, and Sweet. continue breaking legs for the rest of the run of the show, Jacqueline Hyde. And we'll put all your twitter facebook and website info up on our website at dryandproductions.net slash final hour so that'll be there for people to want to want to follow and don't write down things as they listen to the podcast crazy <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome man <laughs> all right well uh, thank you again very much for uh, for joining us on final hour and uh, and again best of luck
0: all right thanks a lot you guys
1: so in other news uh, our company Dryand Productions, that it runs this show and tells us what to do and how pretty we are. <laughs> That's why they put us on radio only and won't give us cameras. Diggity. There's actually a new show that they've uh, that they've just launched that you had a pretty big hand in.
2: Yes, this is my baby. So um, Sir Felton Radcliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theater troupe. Uh, it is a uh, sketch comedy half hour. Uh, it's like old radio plays. Um, I grew up listening to old time radio like jack benny that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh i realized that in the age of podcast which is pretty much the new radio there's not really a lot of like comedy variety stuff going on i'm a huge fan of welcome to night vale yes which is uh sort of like a lake Wobegon, got like it's a stories like it's a fake news report about a fake town it's really good you should check it out um Uh, But then I wanted to do something that was funny and I have all these, my brother and I write sketches and have had them laying around forever and I know many talented actors Mm. who are looking to build a voice reel and stuff. So we thought, hey let's put this together and we can make a pretty awesome half hour of comedy. And since SNL is largely terrible these days, (laughs) the world could use some more comedy. So uh, yeah, Sir Felton Ridecliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theater Troupe is now a podcast that you can follow should you like to. I would love to welcome you to listen to our fabulous sketches uh they happen monthly mm-hmm. and uh next month is thanksgiving this month uh came out last week um it is the vincent price halloween special one <laughs> and uh I, we resurrected vincent price we actually dug up his body which was impressive it was hard to get past security and we yeah. re- then the hard part was reanimating him like getting yeah. the talk and move again and like that was a lot of lightning <laughs> to put into him uh and, and then in of course we, we don't get course, a lot of that right it was hard to get so yeah. we had to you know but then of course we respectfully reburied him after it was done it was very nice of him to uh, oh, be resurrected shit. we forgot to do you that Forgot actually. son of oh hell. man well, i know I'm what sorry. i'm doing tonight great
1: so, and you thought halloween was scary great thank you by the way for letting me be a part of it um it was excellent you did great much like this show uh it's not necessarily for children
2: Is there anything we do for children well, well the, you know you've we got need to that make that van it. with the candy. Yeah, it's not for children. We that's for <laughs> no good reason whatsoever. Uh <laughs> so they, we, we should do a kids show. We should literally oh have like a <laughs> like like I don't know. Like we should do some sort of kids show. It'd be awesome where we're just like all super nice and like spelling the alphabet for people. I'm I'm calling it right now. One of our podcasts should be just like a
1: one of this show, or to make to try and see
2: if Dry Productions will do a new show. We should yes, a third podcast from Dry <laughs> Productions <laughs> They're called gonna uh, "Fire Us." So learning fast. learning my multiplication tables with but, cookie, not monster cookie guy.
1: But we'd have to hire somebody else for that because we
2: can't even do that stuff. That's true. There's a guy who was standing by the freeway when I drove over here today. Uh, he, did you kill him? No, I did not. He was looking for a job. You know what? Now I'm going to drive back by and be like, I got a job for you. You can host a kid's show. And he'll probably <laughs> scream at me the same way he did last time. But you know what? He would do great talking to kids, I bet.
1: <laughs> Just put him in a furry costume and let him scream away? Let him run around, yeah. Money.
2: Money. <laughs> It's a bad idea. idea. But yes, Sir Felton Radcliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theatre troupe. Not a not a much like this one. You don't want to show it to anyone under the age of thirteen. But it's funny. It is very funny. I'm 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 proud of it. I'm proud of that thing, and it came out well. So give it a listen, please, for my sake and. And um, if you hate it, make sure to share it with someone you don't like.
1: (laughs) And just so you guys uh, know, if you subscribe to us on iTunes or Podcast Republic or however you're subscribing, you can actually do the same thing with Sir Felton Radcliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theater Troupe. I let Brian say it more because he says it well and I stumble through it. But uh, you can find that show as well if you just actually search for Dry Run Productions. Three words, Dry Run Productions. Both of these shows actually do come up. I was checking that to see how I could find it myself. So
2: We should do a show about anime. Uh,
1: uh, an audio show about anime? Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Wouldn't that be cool? We'll just talk about like like Attack on Titan for an hour. I could do that. <laughs> just an hour of me, descri- but that's the thing is we just describe the plots. We don't actually talk about them. I'll just read the plot of Attack on Titan for an hour. <laughs> uh, by Best the way, some- something ever.
1: else that we that we need to mention to get out there, um, I know Halloween is come and gone, um, but I still think people might enjoy this. We did go ahead and watch Leprechaun, and, uh, mm. and we did something kind of fun. As we watched it, we kind of did a little uh, mystery science theater uh, treatment to it, and just kind of riffed on it as we were watching it so once that gets released we will actually we'll put that out there for you guys and if you're interested and you want to watch leprechaun and you get a few minutes into it and realize you don't want to watch leprechaun anymore just go ahead you can actually sync up our our uh, our track with it and it'll be as if you're watching it with us and it's who doesn't want to do better. that it's way better
2: with with me you and do we have jordy on that yeah jordy was there yeah and uh, then woo- and a lot of booze, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hence why you're not even remembering who was present.
2: Pretty much, <laughs> go leprechauns.
1: And that should be up. Uh, the our producer was saying that should be up soon. So I, I don't know what that means. That probably means get out of my office and quit asking me about stupid it's stuff. Usually, what that means. But anyway, we'll let you know when that's up there. But also, you can find the Sir Felton Radcliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theatre Troupe at dryrunproductionsnet troop.
2: Or on any pornographic website on the internet,
1: <laughs> why am I not surprised?
2: Yep, they're all over there.
1: but uh, I will say some uh, I thought was really cool about that show as far as making it. Like you said, it is like live theater on a mic, yeah, in that we didn't do edits and and you know take that line again, like you know, like in a lot of films and and even even on this show, our editors, they work really hard to make us not sound. I actually have stupid. a huge
2: stutter. <laughs> people don't know about it thanks to our editors
1: well and and you also you also sound eerily like Meryl Streep and they do a really good job of oh, fixing yeah. that
2: a lot of a lot of vocal correction goes into this sh- 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 show <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> but not the case with uh, Sir Felton Radcliffe uh, we did various takes of it but right. it's all done it's all done in one go it's all done the full cast is is in the studio uh all at the same time it's it's not like you know uh, Shrek they talked about you know the cast of Shrek pretty much never saw each other until they were doing the, right the, the I press know we, it, it was
2: everybody in the, I liked I like the feel of live theater so it's mm-hmm. very much of a live theater feel to it like yep. you could go to a theater and watch this but since you can't because it's in la you can totally just watch it listen to it here yep
1: so. yep and not only do you and your brother write these you also direct it yes yeah so that that's uh, you you're pulling a lot of work on this one because you're performing in
2: them too I, I am the next Orson Welles. I am the reincarnation of Orson Welles, and uh, you're welcome. I'm back. And Citizen Kane is nope. just the beginning.
1: Nope. I was just going to say, just don't do a Citizen Kane, and we'll nope. be okay.
2: Nope. I'm doing a Citizen Kane.
1: You son of a bitch. Anyway, speaking of your brother, yes, the hilarious Jordan Wallace, he wrote a book. Did did, you did know a that? great book. Yes, an excellent book. And we have made the offer to uh, we have a signed copy of said book. We do. We have uh, we have access to your brother because he's tied up in a basement. Yep. So the book is uh, is out now. You can buy it on Amazon in both Kindle edition and also paperback.
2: Mm-hmm. Very reasonable price two ninety nine for the Kindle and I believe twelve dollars for the paperback. So yeah, I think is- so. It is. uh, Yeah. So it's quite nice. And
1: again, that that book, in case you guys had forgotten, is Alistair Coronet and the Woven Cage. And it is by Jordan Wallace. Yep. And so we've got an autographed copy here. And we we said this uh, a little over a month ago that we are going to go ahead and have a contest for our listeners out there. You just got to write in a story that is three sentences long.
2: Indeed. We got
1: a pretty good turnout actually. A great um, turnout. Yeah. I, I was shocked. I didn't think anybody listened to the show, but I apparently know. they do.
2: At least thirty people do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> At least thirty people know how to write something down, send an email, and listen to the show. Yep. So we kind of combed through these and we've we've each picked our three favorites, our three finalists. And uh so we're gonna read those for you right now. Brian, do you wanna start us off?
2: I shall, yes. Our first one I'm going to read, I, we each picked three. Yes. A, they were really hard to pick through. There were a lot of very good ones out of the 30, but we did narrow it down to six. Three from you, three from me. I'm going to start with Mark from Oregon writing in, you are probably the number one of my top three. Damn it, Jory, screamed Ron as he felt the strength slipping from his fingers, the cerulean deep calling out for his watery demise. I loved you like a brother. "'I knew what you did with Sarah, you son of a bitch,' said Jory. A smug look of satisfaction crossed his face, and he used one of his many feet to relieve what little strength remained from Ron's desperate fingers. Jory turned into the breeze. His brown antenna twitched as he stared off into the pearlescent horizon whilst the water brushed gently against his corn-laden, auburn transport.' beautifully written that's taking three sentences and doing it masterfully i i believe it is sci-fi of the highest order or it could be a story about uh about bugs hence the antenna i'm not sure but i love the open interpretation of it uh do you want to read one of yours next
1: yeah yeah i'll read one of mine
2: thank you mark for sending that in. yes thank you mark i had the pleasure of reading it and learning how to pronounce cerulean uh
1: and since uh, since you led off with uh, with with your favorite of the three, I've got to lead off with my favorite of the three. Fair point. Fair point. This might shock you. Okay. It's from Mikey from Chicago. Oh boy. Yeah. Brian and Seth went to Chicago in the fall. It was very beautiful. Brian loved it, and the Bears won the Super Bowl.
2: Winner right there. That's that's got to be the winner. No. We, we said a story, not fantasy fiction that could <laughs> never, ever happen in a billion years.
1: Well, I I, did not say such I like it. Mikey, thank you very much. And uh, I, I'm starting to think less and less is going to happen this year. But damn it, it's going to happen one of these years. Way to play the crowd,
2: Mikey. Way to play the crowd. <laughs> you do Chicago proud.
1: Hey, he, he got to finalist level. I said it would happen. He did. He <laughs> did. Okay.
2: Uh, one of my next favorite ones was from Oscar from San Bernardino. Who wrote an excellent, uh, very poetic story. I'm going to read it out here uh, in as much, not really much of a voice as I can. Okay. Once upon a time, an old man from the sun came down to earth to show to share his light with everyone. He searched and searched for someone to share his light with, but every person he met loved the night. He decided to bring light to the night, so he went and lived on the dark rock in the sky and became the man in the moon. But he always made sure to shine his brightest only for a few days a month. Kind of a cool little story about where the man in the moon came from. It is. I like that. Uh, very, very poetic. Oscar from Pasadena. Thank you. Uh, San Bernardino. San oh, San, Fr- San Bernardino. Sorry. Yes. We had, didn't we have someone from Pasadena send one in? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Actually, that
1: that's- uh, The greater
2: LA area was very kind to us. Half of our yes. entrances came from there, and uh, we were very grateful. Thanks for the love, Los Angeles, and yes. particularly Oscar from San Bernardino.
1: This one comes to us from Arlington, Texas. Oh, boy. David- I'm sorry. But I, we do want to make sure we say it. David- So, the last one was Oscar-
2: Oscar yes. from San Bernardino. Yes.
1: Uh, this is David from Arlington, Texas. Uh, David wrote, <laughs> "Like this is one of my three in case you guys haven't figured it out yet. There once was a man from Nantucket. He made his wife sit on a bucket. Give me the book because I won your damn contest. <laughs>
2: wow. Right to the point. Right? Hey, it's- Sure you're not from Chicago? Hey, shut up. <laughs> that is, uh, That is. Uh, everything is bigger in Texas, including their demands for yeah. said book. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to read out uh, my. Uh, uh, ah, here we go. Jackie from Pasadena. This was the uh, here's our Pasadena. in. it was a bright, shiny day in L.A. Then everyone started their car. Then it wasn't a bright, shiny day. <laughs> Way to get to the point, Jackie. I <laughs> feel like you captured living in uh, the greater Los Angeles area perfectly. Yes. Thank you for your entry.
1: Yes, that uh, I,
2: I I can relate. Though I do have to say, Pasadena is probably the anti-Chicago in that it is one of the loveliest cities I've ever been in. So, cheers to Jackie yes. and your lovely city.
1: Cheers, Jackie, Mikey. I love you, Hater. <laughs> and uh, and my last finalist uh, is uh, is from Abel in Murfreesboro, and I I honestly I think that. If, if the Chicago one can't win, I think this one is the winner. Okay. And you'll see, if, see well, if you agree with me or not. Sure. See Dick run. Run, Dick, run. I think Jane is trying to kill Dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I think Abel wins it.
1: Abel wins it. All right. So uh, yeah. Abel from Murfreesboro, keep an eye on your email. We will be in touch as far as uh, getting, you know, address and everything to get this book to you. But congratulations. I kind of want to do a runner up now.
2: No, no, we should. Yeah, absolutely. We
1: only have one book, but um, <laughs> we're gonna we can it. think
2: of a fabulous surprise prize.
1: Okay, a surprise a for sur- our other. You know, I want to do a top three.
2: Let's do a, a, a gold, a silver, and a bronze.
1: Okay, so gold went to Abel.
2: Had to, yeah. Um, well, well written. See Dick run. I liked it. Uh, what do What are you thinking for silver? Silver, I've got to go with Mark. I liked his Ooh, fabulously was, yeah. bizarre sci fi story. I kind of dug it. Okay. So uh, silver to Mark, I say.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um. All right, and then...
2: Bronze, there were a lot of good choices for bronze. You Um, know,
1: I I really liked Oscars, the uh, the one about the man in the moon.
2: Yeah, it kind of had a nice poetic ring to it. I dug it. Yeah, Yeah. so that one? Well, I mean, as long as we're not picking the Chicago one, I'm fine with it, so yes.
1: In my mind, Chicago took gold, silver, and bronze.
2: (sighs) Well, congratulations to Oscar. You win the bronze surprise prize, which we will send your way. Yes. Uh, so,
1: and email. again, same. Then uh, both of you, for uh, Mark and uh, and Abel and Oscar, all you guys keep an eye on your emails. We will be in touch soon. And again, that's coming. That'll be coming from downstairsneighborsband at gmail uh, we're, we're probably going to do some more contest stuff in the future. I would assume.
2: Oh yeah, we got to yeah. we got to do more. We have many fine contests to yes. come. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Win
2: a date with Seth Yonka. It's on there. It's coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why not? Yep. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter at DNeighborsBand, also Instagram at Downstairs Neighbors, and, again, uh, the email is DownstairsNeighborsBand at gmail.com. Not just for contests, though. We really do want to start taking uh, questions and, and, and comments from, from you guys, from our listeners. So if there is a question that you have for us that you would like to have, uh, hear us address on the show, write it in that'd be great also if there's something going on you know if there's been some kind of news story or 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 something happening that that you feel like we have to talk about and we haven't done it yet by all means let us know if i mean we if there's one thing i will say confidently is that brian and i have no shortage of bullshit opinions on whatever so if there's something you want to hear us tear apart let us know
2: we'll talk about just about anything
1: yep I do want to thank you guys again for listening, Rick Mugridge. Uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking to him.
2: Wildly wonderful and positive experience.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you once again, Rick, for raising raising the the feel of our show.
2: Yeah, he should come back and host our kids episode. There you go. When he got yeah, because clearly he is like the uh, the motivator. So we can help kids motivate to learn to learn to follow their dreams. That'll be our that'll be it. That'll be our episode. And he can come back and be like the Willy Wonka for, but less creepy. <laughs> so much less creepy. God. Uh, in case anybody didn't pick up on that, Willy Wonka creeps me out. Just saying. Well, Done.
1: especially the newer version with Johnny Depp. That was a that very was kooky
2: one. Even the one with Gene Wilder a little bit of creepiness. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I well, I see. Yeah. With he kills kids. That's what I was gonna say. With Gene he Wilder, it was more. Kids. It was more of a serial killer vibe. Yeah. Johnny Depp is more of a Michael Jackson vibe.
2: Right you there another one hee <laughs> hee what That's a bad one. Anyway. Oh no I summoned
1: him yeah don't
2: um, summon him again I'm Seth <laughs> I'm Michael Jackson
1: <laughs> we'll catch you next time
2: don't let them beat you up there's a chorus of opinions
1: but you know what you love don't let them tell you no don't let them talk that shit the only
2: thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit don't let them get you down stand up tall sometimes everybody don't know anything at all this has been a dry run production